Hello, it's the Album Nerds Podcast. What's up, yo? This is Dude with Album Nerds Podcast. I got Andy here with me. How you doing, Andy? Trying to scare everybody away, man. What, you, what is this? Not that kind of show, man. What do you say? <laughs> could be. It could be that kind this of show. This is like uh, The Voice or uh, America's Got Talent, dude. Well, Just, maybe, uh, maybe we should step this thing up and get, you know... People can <laughs> send us their demos, and you be Simon oh. Cowell, and I'll be a nice person. Oh, my gosh. There we go. That's a, that's a great idea. All right, but that's not what we do here at the Album Nerds Podcast, is it, Andy? No. All right. What, <laughs> I hope not. What do we do? I thought we used to review records and recommend stuff to our, yes. to our loyal, oh, you're loyal right. listeners. You're right. You're right. I just, uh, I'm just, you know, I, I'm feeling like a bit of a star now that uh, we got all these people listening to us, so... Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm kind of a diva. diva. That's for sure. All right, so <laughs> we're bringing six album recommendations to y'all. Uh, stuff that we, four of them are going to be recent albums that we're digging right now and are hoping that you will dig too. And then a couple of them are old dogs, some older records that we also recommend. Uh, Andy, we have a kind of a special theme going for those old dogs this week. Why don't you uh, fill us in? Oh, yeah. Our old dog picks. We're basically revisiting the 2010s and picking some of our, our favorite records from that decade and, and kind of featuring them in, in those old dog sections. So we've been doing that since the beginning of the year. So if you haven't heard those, you can kind of like get a vibe for what we were into in the last decade just by listening to those old dog segments. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we, we do have different tastes. I'm an old dog myself. A king of Generation X, and I like rock and roll and country stuff for the most part. King of Generation X. Andy's a younger fella and open to everything. He's woke, unlike me, so <laughs> his taste is broad, and he brings all sorts of cool stuff to the table. So should we uh, jump into this stuff, my friend? Yes, let us proceed with the proceedings. All right, I think this first record here, my my first new release pick here, is the first time we actually had like a spoken word record on the show, to my recollection. Yes. So this is um, a record came out in February of 2020, originally released or in some form by Gil Scott Heron, and this record was um, produced and sort of collaborated on by Mikia McRaven, um, who is a drummer from Chicago. Uh, anyway, the record is entitled We're New Again, and we're going to play a cut from about the first third of the record. This is The Patch. Where my uncle was leaving and my grandfather had just left for heaven, they said. And as every ologist would certainly note, I had no strong male figure right. But Lily Scott was absolutely not your mail order room service type cast black grandmother. I was moved in with her. Temporarily, just until things were patched. All right, that was the patch off of the album We're New Again. So this is kind of a weird record. It was originally released in 2010 by Gil Scott Heron. It was his last record before he passed away. He was kind of more prevalent in the spoken word genres in the 70s. Did you ever listen to anything by him before, man? Are you familiar with his name? Or? No, I mean, I know like William S. Burroughs and a couple other spoken word type yes. dudes. Contemporaries, uh, Henry of his, Rollins, yeah. but not, <laughs> right, yeah, no, <laughs> yes, yeah, not this guy. Well, he's looked at as being very influential on a lot of like modern day rap, especially. Oh, the record in its original form is very uh, sparse and kind of stripped down. This version of it, which is actually the second time it's been remade, just in those last ten years, has been kind of fleshed out into more of like a full record. I would say 
as I mentioned, it's by Micaiah McCraven, excuse me if I'm mispronouncing his name, who is a Chicago area drummer. He got together with some friends of his, musicians, you know, there's some bass guitar, percussions and whatnot. And they reordered the original record, kind of split it up and kind of flushed out some of these songs to make a pretty cohesive record, I would say. I don't know. Did you feel like this had a, a good vibe start to finish, Ben? Yeah. Uh, my challenge was I was uninformed, confused by what was happening. So I see yes. this avalanche of names, and I'm like, wait, what do you mean a reimagining? I don't understand. So yes. it was a spoken word record that got what for if it were music, it would be remixed, right? Essentially. Okay. Okay. Yep. So now I yep. now that I better understand, yes, it did feel cohesive. I was like, what do you mean reimagined? I just thought it was an artist doing a spoken word album. So I'm dim. A lot of the production changed. That's, I think that's kind of the part where the imagination came in. And even the ordering has changed a lot from the original release. I'd like to listen to the original release. Uh, did I assume you have? Yeah, I listened to it a few times in comparison. Yeah. I actually liked the new one to, better. Man? You should have told me to because I didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't talk about these records at all until we do the show. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes that works out. Sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you need a little context. <laughs> Anyways, um, there's some cool different vibes established here. There's a lot of like blues and some elements of R&B, which I think work really well. Uh, there's a few tracks that are really upbeat. There's a, a song called New York is Killing Me. That is like almost like a rock song. Uh, same with the last song, uh, Me and the Devil. Uh, what do you think about those songs, man? Are you grooving along to the, some of the blues and stuff there? I dug this whole thing. I just didn't know what I was listening to, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, cool. it, it had a cool vibe. And unlike, you know, some of the other stuff, I always talk about what I want to understand the lyrics. No problem. No problem. Yeah, that's clear. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah his delivery, uh, Gil Scott Harris, like vocal delivery is very like, monotone and calm and spaced out and he really accents every single syllable on these words and there's something about that that gets stuck in my head and i find very engrossing to listen to yeah he tells these stories about growing up with his with his grandmother and raising him and it's like a little clip there it's like a morgan freeman sort of yeah deal to the voice so yeah. i dug that anyway this album kind of serves as a nice tribute to what he did to help kind of further the the hip hop and rap culture, you know, from its early roots there in the seventies. And it's a nice kind of way to carry on his legacy in, in uh, more modern times. So once again, the album is we're new again uh, by Gil Scott Heron and Mickey and McCraven. All right. So you were saying that that was Chicago based word up. Right? Yeah. So is mine. This is the Huntsman and the album is Mandala of fear. And this is not spoken word. My friends, it's metal. So here's the track, Ride Out. All right, that was The Huntsman from the album Mandela of Fear. The song was Ride Out. And I hope it didn't scare you too much when it went from the nice, soft, proggy sort of situation that was happening to this very screamy, metallic breakdown. So Huntsman is a Chicago-based doom band, but they also are called Americana, at least in some ways. That was a weird band. mix, Ben. I've yeah. never heard of a doom Americana band. <laughs> well, I guess the Americana comes from the sort of storytelling 
that they're trying to accomplish, especially on their their last album. Okay. Their 2017 debut, American Scrap, is when they got labeled an Americana metal band. Um, <laughs> this is a sprawling 78-minute epic tale and they are a five piece now they added a female vocalist on this album and i had not heard of them previous to this so i'm kind of learning as i go yeah not me either and this is the story of a young soldier who wanders a post-apocalyptic desert to protect her country hmm. and the album explores themes of trauma recovery and ultimately survival through the lens of a like sci-fi-esque sort of tale. The story is further told in a 32-page graphic novel that accompanies the two LP set, which I do not have. That is impressive, though. They put together a graphic novel for this record. Wow. They were onto something. Yes. <sighs> What'd you think, man? I mean... It's like, uh, you know, it's like watching, like, Lord of the Rings. Like... Yeah. You could walk out of the room for a few minutes and come back and still pick up on the story yeah, yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> you know, like... Things are drawn out a little bit, but they're still like, it's a really epic and cool story to hear as a whole. That being said, though, some of the instrumental passages on here are really awesome. Like probably some of the the coolest stuff I've heard in the metal instrumental genre in a while. Um, That's what kind of got me. I'm kind of torn because I didn't really catch the story and I feel like I would need that book. And I need, you know, now I feel like I am compelled to have to go on Bandcamp and buy the album (laughs) for 30 bucks. There you go. I really liked it and I feel like there's so much more to learn here just because musically it is so good yeah i would agree it really is um it kept me engaged there's a couple tracks that are pretty lengthy you know yeah getting close to 10 minutes and a lot of it is instrumental but i was literally engrossed listening to it all the way through um it reminds me a lot of that you ever listen to that, that group uh pelican no but, like a purely no, but i did see uh articles that compared them a very similar vibe no vocals at all for them but you know even in the vocals that you have on this record i thought it worked pretty well like it was a kind of a cool mix that kept things feeling fresh especially against some of those longer songs it was yeah. nice to have those interspersed throughout especially the female vocals was i think it worked really well so yeah i i enjoyed it i i never heard of them but i think i'll keep an eye on them here on out yeah based on its promise i think this could be one of those that makes my top of the year if it delivers on if i go buy it and get the book and yeah if it delivers on its promise but it is very ambitious and very cool to listen to if you like metal i think every style is here so you should definitely check this out it's just technically beautiful sounding in terms of the almost almost classical orchestral sort of uh arrangements and stuff it's awesome so go check out huntsman and the album is mandala of fear word up yeah cool pick man that's definitely uh a grower for sure You know what I mean. Yeah, I know, I know, but my mind always goes in bad places when you say it. All right, well, speaking of that, uh, I got my next pick here, the artist, holy fuck. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Good Lord, man. At least you can pronounce this one, right? And so often you can't pronounce the artist that you (laughs) pick. You're like, this is Habala Pakala. I don't know. This one's clear. This one's clear. (laughs) This one's pretty straightforward. Anyway, so it's, uh, holy fuck, the album is Deleter. came out in January of this year. We are going to play a cut towards the beginning of the record. This is Free Gloss. (laughs) 
Yeah, that was Free Glass by the band Holy Fuck. <laughs> That's I got to say it. <laughs> Good thing artists point. don't rely on radio anymore, man. <laughs> yeah, I can tell that that air is bygone. Uh, all right, so this is their fifth studio record. Uh, they're based out of Toronto. It's probably made of a few core members, but they bring in a lot of, of people to help out, especially with vocals. And that is the case here. There's some members of the band's Hot Chip, uh, Liars and Pond. If you're familiar with those, you probably recognize some of the, the vocals that are on this record. It's a very warbly record, I would say. Very woozy feel sounding, which I think I like in general. Uh, what do you think, man? I've been giving you a lot of dance records in the last yeah, couple of shows here. This you getting your groove on? Um, not particularly. I I think I mean I knew it was electronic because in our notes it said genre electronic, but the name is the name of the band or group is so subversive that I thought it'd be a little more pushing of boundaries. Like, you know, punk band Mm -hmm. would have been called Holy Fuck, you know? (laughs) And instead it's like, and I'm like, eh, maybe Holy Cow. (laughs) But not... (laughs) Not, not, uh, you know, not the... Yeah, quite sold on the all the way to the fuck. Okay. Yeah. I feel like it's pretty chill vibe, I would say, you know, compared to the name. Um, Yes. But they get some really nice grooves going. These songs are, are built off of jam sessions. Um, they've been together for quite a while now, so they kind of play lots, play lots together, do a lot of sound checks and stuff like that. So these songs kind of organically came about. Um, if you're ever familiar with the band uh, Primal Scream, yep. reminds me a lot of them. I actually I like them a lot, and I, I feel similarly about Holy Fuck. I think it's pretty engaging <laughs> once you get past the name. Well, yeah, I mean, we definitely need for this show, we need to have the adult stamp on, on the podcast. Yeah, this is the 18 plus for sure. Anything else you want to contribute to this one? Or? Eh, <laughs> I'm good. Eh. <laughs> good on it. I didn't really expect to love it, but I ended up, it ended up getting under my skin. So cool. I wanted to make sure we got it out there. So, Hey man, like I've said a million times, it's all about bringing some variety, you know, we don't want to sit here and just say, here's a metal album, here's a metal album, here's a metal album. Right. Yeah. And, you know, it's nice for me to hear what's going on out there, too. So, thanks for bringing it. I won't be listening again. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. Uh, once again, quick, uh, the album is Deleter by the group Holy Fuck. All right. So, we're going to go a little country time. But this is a country <laughs> artist about, that we agree that we, that we actually like, this artist, both of us. This is Brent Cobb. The album is No Place Left to Leave, and the track is Butterfly. All right, that was Brent Cobb from the album No Place Left to Leave, which came out uh, in, I think it was February or March of 2020, kind of. It's a reissue of Brent Cobb's 2006 debut. I believe it was like independently released originally just on iTunes. His cousin, Dave Cobb, yeah, Dave Cobb is on the show again, <laughs> uh, producer of Chris Stapleton, Rival Sons, you know, blah, blah, blah. Tons of artists. Most of our shows. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, I guess they were at a family reunion or something. This is back when Brett Cobb was like 20 years old and he was trying to break into the music business. I think that song Butterfly was kind of about moving to Nashville or something, you know. Okay. And 
his cousin said, hey, I'll, I'll help you cut this record. So it's weird because Brent Cobb sounds a certain way. You know, we love the album Shine on Rainy Day. I do, and Andy, you do too, yeah? Yeah, I, I would consider myself a Brent Cobb fan. Yeah, yeah, and he's got that like folksy sort of talking like this when he sings. He's got a very distinctive singing style. And on this album, it's all over the place, bro. You know, yeah. <laughs> and he was a kid really at is. the time. He's like emulating everybody. I mean, what did you catch? Yeah, no, that's a good way to put it. It sounds like he's trying to find his all voice. the different country genres. You know, like let me try like a pop country song. Let me try like a rock country song. Let me try like a really stripped down outlaw country song. Which is, I guess, probably what you want to do when you're starting out. Figure out where your lane is and what you yeah. can what you can do well, and well, it makes sense. I don't know if it works great as a record necessarily. Yeah, but. this is more of a curiosity. I think he did it for his fans that wanted to hear it and hear these songs he plays live. He, you know, in your article, he said he really loves these songs and uh, yeah. But some of it's rock and roll, some of it's country, some of it's singer-songwriter. And he even says it's very eclectic. But the main thing that goes through his mind when he listens to it now is that it started everything off for him. Right. At times, his voice is unrecognizable, you know? <laughs> Especially on some of those more rocking songs like that one and Black Bottle. Like, like I it's, wouldn't even think it'd be on the same record. Sounds like Stone Temple Pilots Country on some of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really does. It's just interesting, though. I would love to hear like a whole record of that. I'd like to hear how this this album sounds like re-recorded in in the style that has become his. You know, yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's certainly interesting. It's more for a. Uh, I wouldn't if you want to get into Brent Cobb, go listen to Shine on Rainy Day or Providence Canyon. But this is a fun listen for sure. I enjoyed it. I enjoy Brent Cobb quite a bit. So it was just nice to hear this stuff, um, and it's it's cool to. To go back, all you know, all that time, two thousand six, a long time ago. So, that was Brent Cobb. No place left to leave. Reissue from uh, March of twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Yeah, man, cool pick. Thanks. Um, well, you know, we had our country time. I think now it's time to uh, let those puppy dogs in. Oh, dogs. All right, for my first old, or actually my. Only old dog pick for the show. We're talking about Shabazz Palaces. What a great name. Shabazz Palaces. Royale <laughs> But anyway, let's, uh, let's get in and we're going to play a cut towards the middle of the record. This is Eulogy. It sounded like a question. <laughs> I, it sort of was. I don't know if that's how you say it. It's, <laughs> it's spelled Eulogy. I believe you are, are correct. All right. All right, that was Eulogy off the record Blackout by Shabazz Palaces coming out, whoa, nine years ago somehow. Yeah, at least the math is easier to do when it's 2020, right? <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> uh, so this is their full-length debut for the Seattle-based group. I just learned the other day that they were the first hip-hop group to ever be signed to uh, Sub Pop Records. Interesting. Interesting, I'll tell you about that. Yeah, so remember the group Digital Planets? Did you ever listen to them? I'm cool like that. I'm slick like that. Yeah? Yes, of course. I remember uh I remember right, that cool. song Cool Like That. Uh The Rebirth of Slick was the name of the song and Cool Like That uh, in right, parentheses. Right. 
Nice, dude. Nice. Okay. So you remember Ishmael Butler then? No, I remember. I didn't know the individuals. (laughs) But I did. I did. I remember seeing them perform on In Living Color back when that was actually on television. (laughs) I wasn't allowed to stay up that late. (laughs) Anyway, uh, Ishmael is part of this group here. It's a duo. It's also made up from the instrumentalist uh, slash producer. I apologize. It's uh, Tenadi Mareri, perhaps. Anyway, it's a very innovative, sort of futuristic. I mean, I've never heard, even after this record, their future, the records after this, don't even sound as futuristic as this particular record, I don't think. Have you ever heard a hip hop record that sounds like this record sounds? No. I, I haven't. I mean, I don't know if. How would you describe the sound? If you- um. Like, you know what the Earth looks like in in the future, in Terminator, before they go try and save the future? I feel like it would be perf- like performed in hovels in the in this like <laughs> apocalyptic future. This dystopian future. You know, like in underground like tunnels, and-, and this is the music that is being produced by people <laughs> during that time. There's an underground vibe. I think it sounds very alien to me. It sounds like from another planet, sort of. Well, it's a pretty bizarre record, I would say, coming at it from a traditional hip-hop standpoint. Um, there's some really great rhyming going on, though, some really interesting um, ideas being put forth. I would say lyrically mesmerizing at times. And the production style is just impeccable. It's a really strange sound. If you listen to it in headphones, it can be very engrossing. You know, a lot of hip-hop deals with like explaining what it's like to grow up in these different areas of the country or, you know, different cultures. This record doesn't really deal with that too much. I think it's largely about just making art and something that's unique and special. And I think they accomplish that here. I don't know if this would really appeal to like your mainstream, like hip hop fans. Cause it's, it's so different than anything in that genre. Challenge so, accepted. Yeah. Yeah. So give it a, give it a hear. If you dug what we played there, the whole record sounds like that. And it's, I think it's a cool listen and still stands up after nine years. So it's uh, Shabazz Palaces. The album is Black Up. All right. So I'm bringing a little doom to the uh, Album Nerds podcast. This is a 2017 album by Paul Bearer. The album is Heartless and the song is I Saw the End. All right, so that was Paul Bearer from the album Heartless from 2017, and the track was I Saw the End. That's the opening track. Paul Bearer was formed in 2008 in Little Rock, Arkansas, and this is their third full length, their most recent at this point. I'm hoping for a new one this year. It's really about melody. It's kind of proggy and doomy, catchy riffs, and it just sort of carries you on this sad but comfy journey. You know, I this was one of my favorites of 2017. I think it was on our countdown. Mm-hmm. Um, I know, I'm pretty sure you dug it. What were your thoughts coming back to this one? Yeah, I like them a lot. I think they're probably one of my favorite in the Doom genre. This is probably their best record, I think, so good pick. It, it, 
I think what makes this one stand out from their earlier records, which I did like a lot too, is the vocals are yeah. so much more prominent mm-hmm. and sound like he improved a lot. Like not that he was bad before, but it really shines yeah, on this record. It's good. It's really good, clean singing in a. It's but not a metal delivery at all. No, it's not. I don't, it's very unique. I, as soon as you hear it, you're like, oh yeah, it's Paul Bear. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there's a couple long ones on here. Dancing in Madness is 12 minutes. A Plea for Understanding is the last song. I think that's like 13 minutes. But they do ebb and flow with different styles throughout those long tracks. And this doesn't, f- like when it starts off, it feels like, oh my God, I'm going to be so sad. But at the end of it, you're kind of sad it's over. It's like be- sitting on a mossy hill. So <laughs> it feels like you know, like in a in a misty bog somewhere. You're just sort of in this yeah. in this sad place, but it's still comfy. It's hard to describe. It does feel sad. I, you know, compared to the other records, which I think are like almost depressing, this one is a little bit more of a silver lining to it. It feels a little more up tempo than the other ones. I feel like I get through this one a little bit easier than there. Not that they're hard to get through, but they're so sludgy and mm-hmm. slowed down. And this one's got, especially that first track. First track's kind of ripping for them, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, um, it gets a little like uh, the song "Cruel Road" is is kind of faster tempo, but yeah, it's kind of mid. It's a mid tempo pace. It's a controlled, structured mid tempo pace throughout. Yeah. But what I love about this, this is just an, a perfect example of where the genre has gone, where doom has evolved from like a Black Sabbath where you can hear that gong, gong kind of bass, but it's more melodic and uh, yeah. symphonic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's some similarities with what, you know, what we talked about earlier, the Huntsman, um, you know. Sure. Little crossover there. Yeah, it's all getting, it's all getting blended together. Yeah. And I think, uh, you know, if you're going to, if you're like the genre, you, I'm sure you know Paul Bear. This is a pretty... They're like one of the leaders for sure. Yeah, and if you if you don't like the genre because you have a different sense of what doom might mean, uh, uh, this mm-hmm. is very melodic and enjoyable, and I, I yeah. think you should check it out. So it's Paul Bearer. The album is Heartless. Excellent listen. Yeah, it's a good place to get into them for sure. So yeah, that's gonna that's gonna do it. Yes, sir. Six more down. There you go. Woo. Six records for the price of one. What a deal. What a deal indeed. Tell us what you're listening to, what you'd recommend, especially coming into a new year here. We're scouring for new records, new albums. So please let us know if we're missing something that you think we'd like or you think we should talk about here. You can email us, podcast at albumnerds.com. Word up. Be sure to subscribe to the show in all the usual places. And if you want to do this solid, um, leave us a recommendation on Apple Podcasts. We would appreciate it. Uh, be sure and follow us on Instagram at Album Nerds and Album Nerds Dude. At Album Nerds Dude, you can. I'm taking pictures of some of my records from my personal collection. So check me out there. Check us out for sure. It's another great way to, to uh, support the show. But uh, yeah, we'll be back again in about two weeks' time with another half dozen records to uh, keep your ears happy. Until then, uh, you know, stay safe, stay healthy, and uh, stay separated. But come together through music. Huh? That's right. All right. Yeah, yeah. Nice all right, all right. Thanks for listening to the Album Nerds Podcast, y'all. See you. All right. Yep. See you.